<laughs> Ladies and Jinchi, my wonderful, gorgeous people, welcome to season three of the Painter Files podcast. This is episode 91. I am happy to invite you into my mind. So I am excited to tell you I have some compl- some uh, fun little things set up for going on. And I think they're going to go really, really well, actually. Um, I have an Inktober list. And I can't wait to show it to you. I have to finish uh, painting it out. <laughs> I wrote it out last night, but I want to paint it into a big list. So I can post it. And you can all see. And if you choose to participate, you can do that too. But uh, yeah, it's going to be really fun, actually. I think we should try and, you know, put it together together. Make our own little community of people. And I'd love to see your work. And I know you like to see mine. And I'm sure it'll be just like these weird chimera of images. But I think that's kind of the fun, exciting part about all of this. Like, we get to just kind of go forward and make things and, like, be this little community. And I think that's what I've always been kind of missing in a lot of these things. My hair is on my face, so I keep moving it around. Um, <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like, in the pursuance of all these different spots and places, we've been trying to figure out where we exist in the world, how we come together as Jinshi to be these amazing and inspirational galeras and just... I think I want to bring you in and we're going to make our, we're going to make our own spot. You know, this shall be our Harlem Renaissance. This shall be our Black Wall Street. This shall be our city of gold. This shall be our amazing place in which we find ourselves being the best of who we are and inspiring one another. This is the Banner Files. You don't need my permission for this, but if you need to scream into the sun or the moon or a bowl of water or fill up a bathtub, lay inside of it, and just scream to get all the stress out. Fucking go for it. Now is the time. I want to dedicate this episode to uh, a couple of fallen people from this year who've meant a lot to me and quite a few people I know. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, <sighs> RGB, my glasses are foggy as I'm saying this. <sighs> John Lewis. Hmm. It's just difficult, you know? You you see all these amazing individuals. And there's so many other people who I, I can't even think of right now. And it's just very difficult. Like, this is a hard year. There's forest fires. There's corona. There's everything. Everything that could could be happening is happening. We're gonna, we're gonna make it though. I know we are. It's just, every time something happens, it feels like it happens all at once. We're gonna be alright though. Hola, gracias. 
So, it is almost October, which means it is almost Inktober. Get my special device out. <laughs> That's my celebration noise. It's lame, I know. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do Inktober again this year. Except this time, unlike the other times, I'm not using anyone else's prompts. I'm only... And I'm also not coming up with them every day. been going off of a list that I didn't like somewhere in the midst of all those things or I was trying to come up with something new every single day and that became kind of mentally exhausting around day 20 or so so I made a full up list that on all my major platforms uh, you can find it on my patreon jaws underscore <laughs> that's not even it uh, let me see what it say. Jaws Blake. So just look me up. Jaws Blake. Um, I mean, the links should be everywhere, but just in case. Jaws Blake. Um, my website, uh, jawsblakeblog.com. There's a link to my Patreon there. You can definitely check it out there. For those who are not as savvy, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting, actually. I've got a good list of 31 um, some are Halloween-esque, some are just kind of me-esque. Well, they're all me-esque, but some are those things that are more, like, personal. And so, you're welcome to join me at any point in time and draw little things and pieces. You don't have to do all of them, obviously. You don't even have to do all, any of them. But it'd be fun. It'd be fun to just kind of have our own little thing going. I'm starting to realize, like, that's more what I should be going for on all these things. I should be trying to make my own community instead of trying to either assimilate to someone else's or try to rebel against this thing. Like, I'm almost 40. It's kind of silly now to be rebelling against establishment for the sake of it being establishment. Like, it just seems kind of kind of ridiculous. So <laughs> I'm getting better about it though. You know, I'm, I'm making it a point to try to make these things fun and interesting and beautiful. And so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And, uh, hopefully I'll make like a big zine after it's all over. I can't decide as of yet. Uh, my big thing that I'm not so sure about is whether I want to do a giant poster to sell of all of them or whether I want to do a zine. So that is my question to you, because I cannot do both. <laughs> I can't make a giant piece and then break it up into little bo little book pages. So I would like your help on that. I need your help on that. So um, yeah, anywhere, anywhere that you can find me, Twitters, the Instagrams, my website, Patreon, YouTube, so on and so forth. All these little kind of bits and pieces and bops and whatnot. Like, tell me what you think, you know? Check out the list, too. The list is actually pretty fun. But uh, I've got these kind of funny ideas on what I want to do. I don't know if I want to make them sexy, if I want to make them goofy, if I want to make them weird, if I want to make them funny. I don't know. I've got, But I've got a bunch of different ideas that I want to play off of. And I may do a couple, couple altogether on them. It's kind of interesting. I've noticed now... Oh, that's so rude. I'm sorry. I've noticed now, as these years are kind of going by, that the idea of kind of talking uh, without my accent, <laughs> which for those who've known me for a long time know that when I get kind of worked up, I get a bit of an accent. Um... Yeah, it's starting to kind of hurt my voice a little bit. It's a weird, weird little thing. And I don't know... I don't know what that is. Like, I, I talk exactly the way I talk on purpose. I like my kind of scratchy voice. <laughs> and for the most part, my voice is kind of scratchy, but it, it has a little bit kind of a, a thing to it and so I worry sometimes that it just it doesn't sound the way I want it to and then you know as things go by it just becomes kind of easier to 
slip back into it, not move my tongue as much, kind of spread it out a little, talk in the ways that I do and see these things. And it's a little more nasally, I guess, a little more kind of throaty. And so I have to get closer to the to the microphone when I say these words. And then there's like the sound my, my tongue makes when I talk. That type of noise. I don't like that. So when I was a little kid, kids made fun of me for the way that I talked. And so I figured out how to stop talking that way. And I've kind of never really gotten back into that way. It comes out on occasion when I say certain things or if I talk really fast, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really happen as much when I'm talking slowly and methodically. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird self-conscious thing. How do we get here? Inktober. Get back to Inktober. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I've always found Inktober to be really beautiful. I mean, there's definitely a lot of corny shit that goes into it. But there's really, really fun, beautiful stuff. Like, I follow this uh, YouTuber called, whose uh, tag is Fuzz, Furry Little Peach. It's an Australian woman named Shay, man named Sean. S-H-A apostrophe A-N. And she does her version of Inktober. She calls it Peachtober. <laughs> and she's just, she just has fun with it, you know? It's not about anything else it's not even really about other people's work it's just it's a personal challenge she gives to herself and she invites her thousands upon thousands of followers to kind of join in with her and so i was inspired watching a video from her from like two years ago and it occurred to me you know maybe it would be a good idea to just just go for it you know not get caught up in all the other things just be and breathe and find ourselves in these ways. I mean, as we've just tried so hard to try and make these beautiful things. And a lot of times there's nothing, <laughs> literally nothing that comes of it. And that's okay. I mean, it's not, it's not really done for the reactions. It's done because it needs to be made. The ache of creativity is it bleeds out of me and so i make it and i do it and it it's it's part of the world then it it grows and it becomes this this child and then it starts its own family and moves forward and that is that is still very difficult <laughs> you would think i would be a professional at this point now that i would be so good at it that it would not it wouldn't even blink into the existence of hesitations uh, but it does it does on occasion so I'm going to just have fun forever <laughs> we're not going to worry about anything else ever any, anymore ever again and we'll see how long I can keep that going because you know that's not really how life works but you never know I just keep yawning. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. So, today, I tried to go out and do some photography. I needed to go out, actually, first and get, like, poop bags for the dog and, like, soap for the shower and some comic books and some dice for Alec for D&D and some juice some apple cider because it's nice it feels good to drink it and then I got done with all that and I came back here and I started working on some things and I took a little nap uh, I refer to it now as research for my other podcast uh, in our dreams we see dead mice um, and yeah didn't dream anything go figure uh, played with Tom a little bit Big boy cat. Uh, little mochi rolled around, made noises, rubbed her belly. Uh, the dog got up, drank some water, went right back to sleep. Alex watching a movie with Idris Elba as a police officer. And Europe, for some reason he's an American. Don't understand that, but alright. <laughs> figure you're in Europe, you could at least, you could actually just be English, but go figure. 
It's weird to see these movies now where they have like these cop movies now because like they don't resonate the same way after all the things that have occurred in the last couple of, I don't know, hundreds of years. Uh, <laughs> uh, punch to the gut. Um, no, um, I don't know. Like you, I've gotten older and like the narrative of like police story, police officer who like breaks the law to like bring people in and do all this stuff. Like doesn't really have the same cut and dryness it did when I was a child. I've seen too much. I've lived through too much. I've I've been a part of too much. And so it's just different now. It's kind of funny that way. But uh yeah, I'm just going to keep on keeping on making stuff and I don't really find a lot of things that I enjoy so much in watching anymore. Maybe I'm old and cynical at this point. Maybe stuff's just crap now. I don't know. You tell me. I feel like you've got a better idea of what it is than I do. And then, yeah, I'm reading books. I'm always reading books. I've got several books right now that I have in my pocket. Not in my pocket, but in the pocket, so to speak. And, uh, yeah. It's just they're good and they're coming along and they're really kind of pushing my imagination and all these things i do want to tell you about this dream and i'm only going to tell you about this dream because it's not going to be on the podcast not that one but i will tell you about this because i'm working on a little illustration a little zine illustration for a dream so give me a moment to find it talk amongst yourselves okay so close your eyes. Are they closed? All right, keep your eyes closed. Okay. So I'm like walking through this forest, right? And in the middle of this clearing of trees all around, big tall trees everywhere. But in the middle where there's a space and the sun's going right through, the trees are pretty well spaced out, let's be honest. Um, but um, there's all these, like, Mexican alpaca blankets. Like when I was a kid, my mom had. And they're, like, everywhere. Just everywhere. And it's just this really beautiful, gorgeous, just on the grass. They're sitting there, and I'm walking through the forest. My feet are barefoot. I feel the grass. Walk onto the blankets. To the left, there's some Afghans. To the right, there's Mexican. In the middle, there's like beach towels and stuff. Like not like not like a beach towel towel, but like those beautiful kind of woven ones you buy at the beach that are just they're tuned. They're very nice. They're che- they're not expensive, but they're they, they look really nice. Um, all the colors: the blues, the purples, the yellows, the the reds black little kind of patterns and stuff like that and uh, I'm walking through them it's just me and the wind and I, I walk forward and I see in the middle of this clearing are a bunch of old kind of shoes like penny loafer shoes and they've been sewn together and hammered together with thorns toe to toe to heel 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 to toe going straight all the way up they've still got the laces kind of dangling in them so when the wind hits they sway and I walk up to them seeing it's like a rope uh, I touch it with my hand and I push it forward it swings a little bit and it swings back to my hand and then I, I take it with both hands and I give it a little tug and it's strong so I grab both hands with it and then I kind of cross my knees around it and I, I lay back to see if it'll hold me and it does it doesn't even move so strong so 
So I start climbing these shoes like a rope. Up and up and up I go, past the tree limbs, past the, the branches, past the foliage, till I'm above the trees, like Jack and the Beanstalk. I'm climbing and I'm climbing and I'm climbing and I can feel the sun, the heat of the sun on the back of my neck and the cold of the wind on the front of my hands. I feel the breeze on my face and the crows are flying in little spindles around me, almost making a pattern in the sky if you were to look down on us like a paisley. Just intricate. The, the, the tactician aspect of this is, is immaculate. In the words of Lisa Shevskis. Ah. <laughs> I just love saying that. It's so stupid. Um, yeah. And as I look forward towards the wind, the wind kind of swirls together into showing a man's face blowing at me. Not too hard, but his cheeks are full like Satchmo. Dizzy Gillespie, for those who don't know. He's a musician, played the trumpet. Anyways, um, shows up and just kind of appears in the wind. And we begin to have this conversation. Now, as a kid, I got locked out a lot. I was a latchkey kid, so I got locked out of my house a lot because I was clumsy and I used to lose the key all the time. And, or I'd forget to put it back in my pocket I'd put it, like, on the counter, and then I would forget to put it back in my bag. So I'd get locked out a lot. Come home from the bus, get locked out. Um, and, uh, so, yeah, I used to talk to the wind a lot. I made a lot of interesting thought process ideas from that. And so I had a discussion with the wind. We're hanging there, we're going back and forth, and we're just kind of shooting the shit, if you will. Asking me what I've been up to, and I'm like, I don't really know. <laughs> I'm just doing, man. He's like, that's cool. Do you have any real plans going on? Like, what's the deal with the shoot thing? Are you? I was like, I don't know, I just want to see where it goes. I had all this time, and... I, I would like to see how I get where I'm going. Some climbing. So I, I say goodbye. He says goodbye. And the birds kind of fly away slowly. And it's just me looking up from the shoes at the moon. I'm climbing and the moon just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm in space. And I'm still climbing the moon. I'm still climbing to the moon. <laughs> and then I'm I'm barefoot on the moon. You can see there's there's a bit of a science problem here, but it's a dream. Don't worry about it. Um Yeah. I'm just on the moon and I'm looking around and I'm seeing it and I'm just like Maybe this is where I belong. Maybe this is, this is home. And I just start finger painting on the surface. And I'm making all these new textures and, and just everything. The surface, the surface, surface, the surface of the moon, the typographic aspects of it just all become one giant finger-painting canvas. And it's just beautiful. Hmm. Hell of a dream, right? I think it means that I need to focus and make all my stuff go and become all the things I want them to be. I no longer need to be so tethered 
to the concepts that I was holding so deeply before all this. It's time to start over. Art-wise, obviously. I'm not going to climb to the moon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to draw that. Make that into a zine. And uh, I'm excited for you to see it. Okay. That's it. I don't have anything else to say about it. So what you're about to hear is a excerpt from my new podcast with one of my best friends in the whole world, Tina Marie, and we're going to do some uh, cool shit. So enjoy yourselves. This is the first uh, practice, possibly first real episode of uh, I Dream of Dead Mice. So enjoy yourselves. at what I think is important for me to take out of it and not necessarily the other stuff so you asked me questions about where there smells and you know was it linear time and things like that whereas like my responses to those were pay attention to who is in it um, what colors they might be wearing so that is a visual that I do pay attention to but for me, it's almost more of a follow the plot of the dream. Well, I totally cheated. I looked at like one of those dream books, Rand. Oh, I like looked online. Man. I looked online, and I was like, I wonder what all this stuff's supposed to mean. <laughs> and uh, naturally, you know, it doesn't mean what they say it means necessarily, because there's so many backgrounds that go into it. Like, um, my family being mostly from Trinidad, like they have certain things, certain assigned things that they, that things mean, like grape leaves mean like renewal or whatever, where, you know, other people, it's trash. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you throw your trash away? <laughs> um, so it's kind of interesting how, yeah, the things just come in, like the little details that I focus on, as opposed to like the ones that you saw, like you were saying, like everybody was in black and it was like at night in the parking lot and like you remember like the steps and all that stuff where like, I'm more along the lines of there was like a song playing and like it felt like fall, <laughs> you know, to everything. It's just, it's interesting. It's such like an interesting kind of way about itself. I'm saying interesting like 16 more times now. The final pauses. Yeah. I've, I, I thought about it for a minute and I was like, what now, if I looked at it from the perspective that like you looked at your dreams and I looked at my dreams from those perspectives, like what details can I pick out? Do I remember these types of things? Like, is there a Cosby sweater? Is there, <laughs> you know, uh, what, what, what time of day was it? And all those things. Like I never, I don't think I've ever really noticed what type of, what time of day it is. You know what I mean? Like a night or daytime or whatever. Uh, it's, I don't know why, it's just not a characteristic I look for when I'm trying to describe it. It's kind of strange. It should be, but it's, for some reason, it hasn't been recently. And then, yeah, I'm writing down all these other dreams and stuff that I'm having. So I'm getting kind of lost in the fumble on which ways they go. Yeah. But it's interesting. It's like 17. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think, I guess, I guess I think after I, after I heard your questions about mine, I guess, and even with the revelation and stuff like that, like, I guess my dream was more to me about, like, starting over. Like, I think a lot of my dreams are, like, telling me you need to kind of, like, get out of, like, this, this behavioral repetition that you've been doing. Like, you create things, you rest for a minute, and you make a bunch of crazy stuff for, like, till you burn out, and then you, then you kind of reset and go back again. And it, But it's still kind of like a loop that goes on, you know, front to back, back to front, back to front to back. And, um, yeah. 
I'm thinking maybe that my dreams are telling me, you know, to change, not necessarily the way that I make things, but maybe the repetition in which I'm giving myself the time to make things. Do you feel that you're repeating yourself? I always feel like I'm repeating myself. It doesn't matter like what I'm doing. Like if I do the mouse for our logo, you know, and then I do the frog for the masks, like there's a similarity there. You know, there's the X's on the eyes, there's the crowns. Even the positioning is technically very similar, which is kind of funky. And uh, even though they're different, they're still very kind of, they work in that way. Do you feel refreshed after you get done with your dreams? Most times, no. Um, I feel alert, but mm. I don't feel refreshed. But it also depends on the dream itself because I've had dreams before and it's funny because I've actually recorded because <laughs> like you I've started to record at least notes of dreams that I've had since we started this and one of them it was a dream where I was like coming out of it and I felt that I was coming out of it and I tried to will myself back into it and I did that for a moment but I had that in between of like feeling myself in my bed and knowing that I can feel myself outside of my body in my dream and knowing that that's reality and knowing that I'm here in this dream but I want this dialogue that's happening in this dream to continue and those dreams I am always discombobulated and I've had them I've had dreams like that where I've woken up and I am certain I don't know what was real and what was not. It it puts me in a, a spin for hours, if not days, because I still think to myself, well, wait a second, what, did I have that conversation with that person? Yeah, no, I get that. You know, so... Um, Do you feel relieved that you died in your dream? Is it like a, is the death like a small release in a way? No. Never. It's like a compartmentalized. <laughs> Never. Put more in this bag so I can carry it around with me later. Um. Well, and I had said that you know this was this was the first dream that I had been shot. Most times I'm either falling to my death, or I'm drowning, and both times or both of those scenarios. I feel this panic right before I wake up. Mm. It's never relief. It's never... So this was actually probably the most serene of all the deaths because I had this moment where I'm going down, I'm falling, you know, I know that I'm going to die. I'm being gently placed on the floor of the parking garage and I don't panic because I didn't call 911. My thought in my head was don't call 911. Instead, I was calling a loved one. Mm. And... So it was, it was this moment of, you know, I want, if I can get, <laughs> if I can get through it, I want my last act to be to talk to whoever it was that I was calling. So. Hmm. Do you feel, I guess in the middle of it, do you feel any type of comfort in any way? No. Not at all. I usually feel like, I usually feel regret because I feel like my choices are what got me to this point. Mm. Like if I, I've had dreams where I'm running down a set of stairs and, and this is recurring since I was a child, I'm running down a set of stairs and all of a sudden the stairs open, just this big hole opens in the middle of the stairs and I'm falling and all these colors are whooshing by. And in those moments of falling, in addition to feeling that tingling of falling, I think to myself, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I have that regret thinking it's my fault that I went down the stairs that now I'm falling. So most times it's actually, and even with this, there was the thought in my head, the comment that I had made to the guy that um, had the tool to, to open my door. If I hadn't, I thought to myself, if I hadn't been a smartass and made the comment, well, good to know you have that piece of equipment if I needed it, then maybe the two people in the group wouldn't have followed me. Huh. That's interesting. I don't know that I have any conscious people in my dreams. You know what I mean? Like, they're, 
they're more like background actors and what's going on. Mm. It's like a little scenario that's happening. And then there are other people and they do exist in the world, but they're, they're more set pieces. They're uh, a friend of mine who was like a theater nerd used to refer to everyone as a non-speaking villager. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a tree today. Right, I'm a tree. You hold little leaves in both hands and you stand perfectly still and your hands above, slightly above your shoulders near your ears with the leaves and you're like, I'm a tree today. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I just, I find it all, 18, I find it all, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a joke I'm going to make forever. No, you um, know I'm going to go back and listen to this uh, in the final edit and see how many you've actually no, said. No, it's nowhere near 18, it's like, I don't know, probably like 7 or 8. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about, like, about, like, this podcast. I think it's going to be really cool, and we can kind of look into all these different kind of roads and venues and stuff like that is that it takes us even just like with our own like mindsets so much like it'd be cool if we get to like you know blow this up and you know be the weird we're the dream bros you know <laughs> some ridiculous thing uh but i like it though i think it's i think it's exciting i've i've talked to a few people they they seem very excited about it i'm gonna try and set up an email so you guys can send us like voice recordings of your, of you talking about your dreams. And we could use that even if you'd like to be on there. You don't have to use your real name or anything like that. Oh us, yeah, all names are going to be uh, I know. I'm, gonna say, I'm going to give away your email address to strangers. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, all that, you know, confidential and stuff like that. But I think it'd be interesting, you know, it doesn't, because like we are only going to dream so much in a time span. But, you know, we have an endless supply of dreamers. So, yeah. I'm excited. I think it's interesting. Do you have any questions about my dream, I guess, would be the question? I don't know. Um, I sang you my questions, right? It's so long ago, I don't remember. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually. Oh, it's got a notepad. Let me pull it. I mean, that's the that's man, that's the editor. A, a sleuth, like. if you will. <laughs> A dream sleuth. Look. We're the dream sleuths. What does That's it say? what we are. Dream of a tree. No, dream of a tree. There we go. <laughs> oh, it's that dream. Yeah, okay. It's like, which dream is this? Oh, um, man. I mean, you could tell me about another one. Oh, the dream dictionary. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Because um, you had mentioned you were talking to people about the podcast, and mm. um, you had looked up. Well, somebody like mentioned what? something about a dream dictionary to me, and I was like, yeah, we'll get a dream dictionary so we can shit all over it. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. That doesn't mean, mean cats don't mean that. You're dumb. <laughs> but it's it's something, I think it's something that is going to change for everyone, because, yeah. you know, just between the two of us, like, the significance of crows, you know, and then what they mean for you, and then... Well, I look at it even on, like, the technology aspect. They've got, like, the little hand things for the soap dish. Like, they've only... They've recently found out that, like, a bunch of, like, white dudes set it all up. So it doesn't really work for a lot of people. <laughs> like, you put your hand under it, like, nothing happens. Oh, the sinks really? don't turn on. The soaps don't turn on. None of that stuff. It's almost, it's like an accidental segregation in a way. Jesus Christ. So when you look at dream journals, <laughs> I think of the same thing where I'm like, who did you even hold on this? Is it just you and your buddy? Uh, is it just your fraternity? Did you only ask the sad kids? Like, <laughs> how does that work? Well, yeah. also, is it a hundred years ago when like they didn't believe in the faucets? You know, like right. what, what when are you was talking about? Updated. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. it's a crow. It's obviously she's the devil. Well, yeah. and culturally, it's going to be different. Like if yeah. I have a dream of a tornado versus someone that actually lives in a place where tornadoes are a, a part of your life For, like, and Tuesday, threat. right? Yeah. <laughs> They're your Tuesday afternoon watch yeah. party. Like, like yeah, it was fun. We just got under our desk and we learned about science that day. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's terrifying. It's going to be yeah. I mean, it's it's. I think that that has a different layer of interest in this because mm. so like something I said to you just kind of give reference point to it something I said to you I think in my revelation not necessarily my questions was um to understand something like one aspect of my dream you have to understand how much time I spend in my car yeah like my car is essentially, because I've moved so much, mm. and because I, you know, I've been all over the place, and I'm just, like, a traveler, or whatever 
kind of a vagabond, if you will, that really, for me, the only time that I feel like home is in my car, you know, and like that security and that safety that I feel in my car. So I think that that played a big part in, in my dream itself, as far as this like protection of it and just all of that kind of stuff. Whereas like another person might be like, yeah, well, it's your car, whatever. You know, you're, you're scared of getting carjacked. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, that's my home. <laughs> like, this is my baby. Right. My baby needed me. Right. No, I get that. So. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Because, like, yeah, there's, like, I'm, I'm from 1982. And so my first idea of a crow was, like, a, was partially from either the movie or from like folklore through carnival and stuff like that so they've always been like ferrymen and stuff like that they're not just birds mm. like they have like a very superstitious type of and spiritual type of uh resonance i guess so yeah it'll be interesting to kind of see what uh you know some nerd who wrote a book thinks about it <laughs> <laughs> Or not. Or it not. could just be someone sitting like, at home yeah, going, no. you know what I think that yeah, is? No. I think it's like Jacob from Twilight. And I, just, I hate <laughs> this. Why did we get this dream dictionary from Twilight? Why did we do this? This was a bad plan. Oh my gosh. Um, hmm. So what did you, what, you gave a little bit into what you thought your dream was, but what have you, is that like a theme that you... Some of my dreams start off with me dying. Like that's kind of how they, that is the beginning. That is the... You, dry, you die in the beginning. That is the, that is like the, the, the horn that starts the play in the background type of thing. Where, you know, like everybody's sitting, the lights are low, they're all sitting still, a horn goes off and then the lights come up and then the act starts. Like that's, sometimes that's where that is. Not a theater kid, but for some reason that's what sticks <laughs> to me. Um... Don't like musicals, just not a fan, not a fan. I think, no, I take that back. I don't mind musicals. I hate musical, I hate people that love musicals. That's what it is. <laughs> people who ruin other musicals, they sit there and they sing. Oh, and they're, okay. they're in front of you, okay. like a group of girls that sit in front of you and they sing, they sing to the movie while you're trying to watch it and you're just like, I don't want to hear you do this. I want to see this person That's true. on stage sing this poorly. That's what I want. <laughs> It's the same people that go to movies and quote the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You want to slap them and be like, just, mm, shut just, up, sit down. Just hot popcorn oil right in the back of the neck. Ooh. Yeah. It's a violent, it's a violent dream podcast, a violent one. Um, this, this is a different side of you that I'm seeing. I feel like this is the side you've seen before. <laughs> it's when you smack your, your iPhone and I, yeah. I get giggles about it. I feel like, I feel like I've voiced, <laughs> I've voiced random, random hurt on strangers before. <laughs> this can't be the first time. No, it's um, not. It's not. But it's not your usual. Not my normal. No, no, normally I'm just like, whatever, fuck them. Yeah. And just move on. Um, you had said about the bell and the moonlight. And I asked you about that. Like, what? I think it's from anime or something. I think it's from anime. I think it's like the idea, like, the moonlight hits the sky. And as like the moonlight hits pie. something, <laughs> it hits like moon, it hit like a moon flower or something. And yeah. then they kind of, like an animated idea, like a flower. And okay. then the flower wakes up and it's like a, it's like one of those little bell flower things. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. Buttercup type of thing? Maybe that's what it is. Well, there are actual moon flowers that okay. bloom. Well, yeah. yeah. Then that. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, I remember like it being animated as like a bell goes off. Maybe it's like a legend or something. But they have like, you know, not an anime, but still. Um... Yeah, and it just makes like this kind of resonating sound or whatever, and that's the bell. I think subconsciously that's always stuck with me. I can't illustrate that sound. Yeah, no, I which understand. is so weird. Like I normally everything that I experience, I can figure out a way to make it like make it onto a canvas. That is not a thing I can think. How would you make that? How do you make a sound onto a canvas? So mm. it all kind of works that way. Well. In my mind, I was curious because for me, moonlight would be like the light part of it. And it would be this pleasant, more high-pitched kind of like dancing mm. tone versus 
you said it was in the distance, which I guess because of the mood I had already, like the, the scene that was already set with the rest of the dream, I was thinking death. And I was singing like bell tolls, and that's why I was like, "What does the moon sound like? Is it that faint like death bell toll thing yeah. going, like more hollow but resonant sound, or is it like playful, you know, almost like you're playing a xylophone type?" Like, bell. Uh, like those TV shows they used to have where somebody would like break their foot, and then they'd like ring a bell to like try and get somebody to come okay. and bring them something, like yeah. that type of sound. Okay. It's like, "Could you so well?" And they're just like, I "Yeah." Show. <laughs> can, can you adjust uh, the pillow? My pillow is too hard. Just, it's uh, too hot on this side. You're just like, I'll smother you with this. <laughs> smother you with this pillow. Leave me alone. Can't imagine. No. I, I've always found it interesting when people do that because I'm like, I can't see myself not feeling very awkward trying to ask for someone to do something like that for me. Yeah. Like if ball, both my legs were broken and my back was like in like a cast... I think I still might try and get myself up to go get a glass of water or something like, which is not smart. I'll admit to that, but it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I'm just, I like my independence so much that it's just the idea. Just my brain just goes and cracks a little. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I also, I mean, I've also never been in a position that someone has been willing to literally wait on me hand and foot and like, dote over me and do whatever yeah. which would make me extremely uncomfortable if they if i was found in that position yeah, like but are you, are you, i keep thinking like cartoon cartoons where they do like a cannibal where it's like oh yeah no have this have this get in this uh warm bath real quick yeah <laughs> and hansel like, and gretel just chopping carrots in there and like i'm <laughs> killing you and the, like that's that's what my mindset goes for which is always weird yeah i'm fun <laughs> I'm a fun person to do things for. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's fun to kind of now really look at them from a different... Like, from an introspective aspect. As opposed to the person who's just experiencing it. Now, experiencing it, experiencing it and then trying to make sense of it mm-hmm. is so much more interesting than just like, I'm going to draw a picture. <laughs> As opposed to going like, I wonder what this all means, actually. Does this, or it doesn't mean anything. Maybe it's just a dream, you know. So this is not a practice that you did before? Not really, no. I mean, I think I've probably told people of my dreams, but I don't think I've ever gone like, what do you think, what, what do I think my dream actually meant to them? It's like, I don't think it's ever really come up. Interesting. First if day. I can steal your word for a second. Go for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've always, I've, I've always done this. Because I guess because I've had such vivid dreams mm. and as discussed, the majority of my dreams include like cast of characters that are found in life. They're not they're not necessarily exercises in imagery. Um, but yeah, I've I've spent a lot of time kinda like analyzing my dreams and stuff and and I've even had people that because you, you kinda keep this stuff guarded because depending on who you talk to, yeah. it can seem like you're not right or people just think you're weird or just like yeah i think you're reading too much into it and it's something that is meaningful to me at least well i just remember like there have been points where like i've told people there's not a lot of times but there have definitely been points in my life where like i've told someone something and i've been like okay so this thing happened or this dream happened and then, you know, two weeks later, like, they used it in an argument against me or something like that. Oh, and I'm just like, yeah. So it makes me super, like, nervous when it comes to sharing some of that stuff. Yeah. Because I'm just like, like, it wants to be shared, but then it's just kind of like, you gotta use this shit against me, though. Are you gonna, like, are you gonna be, like, a shit about this later? You'd be like, no, because in the other dream, you said I was a jackass. And you're just oh, like, I God. didn't say you were a jackass. <laughs> I said, in the dream, dream you. I disagreed with them. Please don't make this into a fight. <laughs> I don't control this. You dream that you wish I was dead. You thought I was a jackass. And you're just like, I mean, I do now. Uh, right. Please, please go. Yeah. So. No, in, in general, those those types of people that, that lock away things to later use as ammunition. But you don't know who they are, though, is the worst thing. Like, they're uh, very they're very good at chameleoning their way into situations. Mm. I'm like, yep, I've got a little bit on everyone now. They've got, like, a little binder as they flip it open. 
They pull out their Pokemon card version of <laughs> this time, as I look upon this with my thing, you said this. And it's yeah. like, please stop. Don't be that person. Yeah. We're not friends anymore. Well, I mean, that was one of the reasons why... I mean, that was one of the things I've always... That's why this is a safe space. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, once identified as, as common dreamers, if you yeah. will, um, I was excited at the idea of being like, so yeah, so I... I dream a lot about dead mice and you're like oh tell me about that yeah, that's kind of cool yeah. that's it that would be a cool name for a podcast boom yeah stole it <laughs> no i believe it was a declaration you were like that is the name of our that podcast absolutely the name of our podcast and it wasn't a podcast at the time but was like, this is it that's what we call it what's it gonna be about i don't know but, no it's gonna be cool man i think this is gonna be a lot of fun um, like I said, I welcome everybody to join in and do cool stuff with us, and, you know, thank you. Thank you for doing this podcast with me. Absolutely. I think I've done the Painter File podcast, which you can also check out on any major podcast. I highly recommend. It's weird and fun and weird. Um, yeah, it was just, it's nice, like, after doing, like, because I'm in my third season with that. I'm on my 91st episode, uh, and most of those have just been alone. So it's just been like coming up with these ideas and then talking about thinking them out out loud and building them and doing stuff and then figuring everything out. So it's interesting now to like kind of be doing, making sense with outside perspectives with people you trust. It's just nice. You know, it's not a, Somebody listens to it later, and then you have a conversation with them about it. You're having a conversation with them as you're saying, as you're thinking it, and like that's so cool. Yeah. We're all in a little secret society that we're telling everyone about. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. I can't think of anything else. You think anything else? No, I think this is off to a good start. We'll see see where it goes. See yes. where the creation comes from, and. I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right, um, later, deadmice. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I think people's gonna like it. Alright, so that's the end of the podcast. I hope you guys had a good time. Everything's going super well. Uh, please remember to register to vote. Uh, it's just a really important time to really let your voice be heard. That's really about it, honestly. <laughs> Alright, the end of uh, episode 91 of the Painter Files podcast. I am your host, Shuar Blake, and I will see you later. Ciao. Painter out. Hola, guys. This is Jaws Blake of the Painter Files Podcast, episode 92. I hope you're feeling well. Got a lot to cover. See you soon. Ciao.